Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Environmental Podcast. Yeah, this is our podcast where we investigate different aspects of sustainability and we choose a topic every month and we dive deep into it. We sure do. And this month we are diving into fossil fuels. Yes. Whoa. We were, we were going to do like a whole energy special month, but then we realized that energy is like the biggest topic right now <laughs> in, the, in the sustainability industry. So now we're like, all right, let's just talk about fossil fuels. Right. Let's- right chunk it out a little bit so that we can more yeah. specifically dive into these things and more act, like accurately research them and stuff rather because I don't know otherwise we really wouldn't be able to get very deep we'd have to kind of just scratch the surface and right. <laughs> a lot to learn about there's so much and um we were just talking we we're like I don't even know how to dive into fossil fuels and this introductory one so uh Another serendipitous thing that happened last month that was Dr. Bronner's releasing um, Honor Thy Label. This month, it is Vice Media releasing their new podcast. Literally, I think it came out yesterday or today. It's called The Crisis, and it is about climate change and specifically different parts of the fossil fuel industry. And I full-on binged the first like season's the first five episodes this morning. I loved it. And so I thought um, that I would just say that, read this quote, because I think that it sums up perfectly um, a really, or just makes a really good place for us to start. Cool. Yeah. So he says, we've spoken to people who, despite their feelings of guilt or fear, find themselves relying on the same company they also believe may have been responsible for harming their loved ones. We're born into a system where our daily lives depend on fossil fuels, which give these companies like Drummond a lot of power. From our reporting, it's clear that fossil fuels companies can have way more influence over our lives than we might realize. From the highest offices of government to the smallest towns, they shape the world we live in, the conditions of where we live, the politics of where we live, and the environment around us. But it takes time and money and effort to bring these realities to light because systems of power are built to keep replicating themselves, to keep power concentrated in the hands of a few people, to keep things running exactly as they are. <laughs> Dang, that like, pretty well sums it up. Yeah, I mean, it's part of their epilogue. Um, but I was like, yeah, okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Vice Media. But again, I'm just saying it again, it's the crisis, and I highly recommend just binging it. Takes take five hours out of your day today. It's fine. <laughs> we give you permission to take yes. five hours out of your day. Uh, wow 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 I mean that I yeah yeah like I couldn't agree with that more I mean it's it's 
with every aspect of sustainability that we've touched on so far, they're all connected to fossil fuels in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all connected to like systems of power and racism and deep seated, like humanitarian issues and equality. And it just keeps kind of coming up as a theme. Yeah. And in the beginning, I think it, I kind of laugh and we were like, let's talk about inequality in, in for a month. And it's like, actually, I think it's just going to be every month. But well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we'll want, we, I, I really want to dive into the topic of, of environmental racism, which I think we'll get to yeah. probably in a couple months. Um, Cause that is in, in, incredibly tied to the fossil everything. industry and, and really everything, every, yeah. yeah. Um, right. That's all of I'm our systems. Like, yeah. It feels like more of a thread through all of the sustainability that we're talking about than just a topic that we yeah. can dive deep into. I'm kind of, which, you know, I think was a little, was something that we knew, but I, speaking for myself, I had really no idea how deeply tied and how deep environmental racism goes into every aspect of sustainability. Right. And fossil fuels is huge. Is a, is And it's, yeah. I, I think one part of that talks about how it's like, these um this those systems kind of replicate themselves over yeah. time so that power can continuously be concentrated in a small group of people i yes. think that that's just sort of that's what's so crazy about the fossil fuel industry is because it's had that power for like 100 years yes you know yeah. and and it's just exploited every aspect of our planet in the process and it's wild and it was celebrated you know we live in a time where now um we live in a time where fossil fuels are anti that most people are anti-fossil fuels most people want to divest like there's a big movement away from it. But for most of the past hundred years, fossil fuels have been deeply celebrated and they, you know, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been mm-hmm. um, because yeah, they brought so much ease and so and they, they've improved our lives immensely. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And we can't, we wouldn't be where we are now without fossil fuels, but they are like running out and <laughs> we can't, that's something that we just can't keep using. And I think we need to find solutions for. Right. I mean, yeah, there it's, it's. Yeah, like how can we both, I I suppose, be thankful of the things that the, you know, fossil fuels and the, like, fossil fuels 
fueled the industrial revolution and right. were the are like are a massive part of our economy and how we're able to live such a priv- privileged life in the world totally. right now how can we move forward from that and when we know that their tendrils are in every aspect of every part of every system of power (laughs) um and removing that it's it's a it's a it's going to be a really big challenge and there's a very big challenge it's yeah there's so much there's going to be a lot of pushback I mean yeah even you know, I think it was something like within the next couple of years, I think California is no longer going to sell gas vehicles, like yeah. new, new gas vehicles. And that is like, that's a radical idea, you know, to a lot yeah, of people. Really and, people are pissed about it, but it's like, what do yeah. you want? What do you right. want? They need, to, they need to be phased out. There's still going to be lots of gas vehicles on the road. You can still buy a used car. By the way, yeah. you should be buying used cars. Like, we don't need to build more cars built from we fossil fuels. We build have other solutions yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I like listening to you talk. I just wrote down unhealthy. It's like leaving an unhealthy relationship that served you for. <laughs> a really long time. That's what it feels like. Right? Yes. It's like, it's like I learned so much from this relationship. Yeah. And I could stay in it. And and but I've outgrown it now. We've got to move on. Yeah. We have to move on. And it's funny because we like you and I have both done it in the past since we've known each other. So in the past six or seven years. And like it was some of the hardest shit personally i've ever gone through by done it you mean leave an unhealthy relationship leave an unhealthy relationship yes. that yeah. there's nothing technically wrong or like mm-hmm. the what's wrong are the like tendril thoughts or the little bits of anxiety or like the negativity that like is spawned from it that isn't the actual problem like fossil fuels definitely cause a massive problem in our society but like but they also bring about a lot of positivity and those in that, in that relationship that just wasn't mm-hmm. serving me, like t- totally is, was the same. That's really funny. Right. It's like, remember the good times, <laughs> we had. Yeah, exactly. but you yeah. gotta, yeah. But it's like, regardless of those good times and, and however good it was and, you know, yeah. it's, at, at what cost and is right. it worth it how can we and we can't it's it's it, we right. can't continue right it's time to move on and I don't think that we should vilify like I don't vilify my ex I learned a shitload from him mm-hmm. you know I feel like we shouldn't necessarily vilify fossil fuels as an energy source Although fossil fuels as an industry has done some really fucked up shit. That's the thing. That's an important distinction, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, Is that fossil fuels inherently are not bad. Right. 
they're just a thing that we use to power friggin' machines. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, the industry around them is this corrupt, insane system. Yes. Of yeah, but that's just people. Yeah. It's that's just, just like, people. That's just people with power. Yeah. Yes. Having this because it's a non-renewable, like it's not it's not a renewable resource. So it's like it's maybe that's been the basis of the power since the beginning is is this first it was like control of this thing okay we know how to harness it okay and that was like you know early 1900s right and then but now it's like we know that it's running out so it's like how do they still have so much power political power it's fear it's fear it's like the feeling of urgency um i read this book that um, I'm trying to remember the name of the book, but it had to do with scarcity and the feeling of urgency. Um, it was a marketing book, but actually it works in, in just about every technique that we have that in, in every place, when you make that someone book? feel we like they that. have something and then you yeah. remove it from them, they're much more likely to be like aggressive and to act on that aggression Mm-hmm. Like, what was that book? Well, we read that. Was it, we read- was it? Was it the uh, how to win friends and influence people? Possibly because that was so. Yeah, that I mean that was such an old book that definitely talked about those like titans of revolution. You know, titans of industry. Yeah. Or, I mean, um, it's possible. Yeah, man, that's funny. Yeah, right. It's true. Like now that people have right we've been spoiled once again yeah. once again this we are this weird guinea pig g- generation of humans <laughs> that <laughs> have had it okay it was how to win friends and influence people and influence call back people. to like one of the first book reviews we did well um yeah whoa yeah but you mix like power with scarcity and like shit's Mm -hmm. running out and then also in that space they feel like like fossil fuel energy is also like being demonized so now they're defensive and afraid and basically they're just like backed into a corner being backed into a corner, by the way, does not mean it's okay to take advantage of people around the world or use your power to, like, you know, commit heinous crimes against humanity. Um, but there are people that are very outspoken for continuing to use fossil fuels as an energy source. Absolutely. Yeah. Many, many. And it's like, I would I would love to hear what they think about like one 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 what what are you gonna do when it runs out? Right, Mad Max. Haven't you ever seen Mad What's Max? We're gonna like have a plan? massive war. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna go straight head head first into Mad Max territory. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's what they friggin' want though. Like you know, like it's like that the the point that it might run out doesn't matter because it's like oh like 
whatever, at least we've upheld these systems of, of oppression and power that have created these divides amongst people. So right. we've been able to make billions of dollars. Right. I mean, it's, it's all weirdly tied to power. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if there's a solution for energy, as long as I can keep and my family or my constituents can keep making, can keep controlling it, I guess. So as it dwindles and they have control, it will just become more expensive and make more money. They'll be more powerful. Like that's really their whole plan. Yeah. The whole plan. I guess. Yeah. 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 It is important to like keep that distinction though, because I'm like with the cri- the crisis and also um, I learned about, we learned about Chevron um, from Honor Thy Label and there's just, there's no, there's no shortage of terrible fucked up fossil fuel industry stories from like people that are just like raping, torturing, enslaving other people just like through these corporations that we give our money to, to drive our cars every day. Right. What? They destroy, yeah. I mean, they, they knowingly destroy lands and habitats and it's, but it goes so much farther than environmental issues with this, like with the industry politics and the accountability that like, mm-hmm. at what point do we just, like, how do we stop that? Right. And how can we separate those two things? It's so, they're right. so ingrained. I mean, yeah, I, I like I yeah, I because they're so like politicians in America are many of many are funded by the fossil fuel industry in some yes. way shape or form. So they have no incentive to change right. anything. But hmm Right. But yeah, I mean, at what, at what point are we going to say like enough is enough? Like this is you, you're, you've been operating with no accountability, no, like no responsibility, no regard for human rights. Like I actually just learned that the, like, um, the oh no i'm forgetting the name of it the um dakota access pipeline is still in operation even though a couple years ago they ruled that that was illegal because it is on native territory yes but it's still running like like what are like who there is no one to hold them accountable right what i thought that they they ruled that it was um, that it was illegal. And then Trump did something that reversed that he did. He did some like Alaska. He also did some Alaska pipeline stuff. Like, he, yes, he did. Yeah. Talking I think about he, like Alaska. loosened regulations, EPA regulations. So that, yes. Yeah. So it made things legal again. Mm-hmm. That's an ugly way to put it. And I sound stupid, but like, that's 
yeah what it seemed like happened it's, it's hard to understand it's hard to follow yeah but it's like intentionally hard that's just insane though it's like any any potential progress that we make to like okay like can we just protect this this particular area right no you know then the next maybe for a period of time but then then the next person comes in and completely changes that because they've got you know right their pockets full of fossil fuel (laughs) money yeah and that sounds so conspiratory you know but it's true it's not that's just the way it works yeah there are no there are some things that sound conspiratory like the fossil fuel industry just owns politics and then you can like go off into like conspiracy land pretty easily from that jumping off point but there are some that's not a conspiracy though that's just like true they own yeah, it's they, not a, no that's they not own, yeah they own funding like they're not like i have this screenshot from twitter that is from 20 from 2016 to 2020 that talks about or that's just a graph of yeah. the list of banks that finance fossil fuel projects and jp morgan chase um city wells fargo bank of america like they have all spent tons of money on fossil fuel projects mm-hmm. billions of dollars billions of dollars and like that gets funneled into and those fossil fuel projects and those companies are they're taking from the earth the earth doesn't charge money this is like huge huge money it's pure profit mm-hmm. you know especially when you see reports that like their workers are not paid they're not fed they don't have insurance they're in like in these other countries they're, this is not like a fair trade industry like no. they, they are operating in pure profit for a hundred years because we're all so grateful that we can like turn our lights on or heat our house is that what is that what is that what we're trading off right right yeah um what yeah i'm really curious to know like what would we have to trade off in order to not source our power, like power, like, you know, light uh, energy Mm -hmm. from other countries that are being so exploited, but it's like, cause man. Yeah. But then when the, when some of those countries, like, I mean, several South American countries. I I wish I knew more about the history, but like, hopefully we'll learn over the course of this month. But I know for a fact that like, there were definitely people in power in certain countries that tried to like regain some of the power from the fossil fuel industries and that like in the US, but then like, we've overthrown them because we didn't like their politics. We didn't like that they were going to like, potentially hold U.S. corporations accountable. 
Right. And then because we just actively choose places with natural resources that yeah. have a lazy government or a corrupt government that they can pay off. Yep. I, I'm not saying that without sourcing, you know, like, um, I learned a lot from the crisis today. And that was like one of, because it's all about the fossil fuel industry. And it was about specifically Colombia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this one was, cause it's one, one specific case. And it's essentially asking like, did this Drummond was the, is the name of it. Did they pay the paramilitary to kill the heads of the unions? The paramilitary is like, somebody paid us mm-hmm. at Drummond. And the guy from Drummond was like, yeah, I, I overcharged them for like months because, and then I used that overcharge money to pay the mili- the paramilitary. They paid me and I paid them. Mm. Uh, yeah. They also used that same tactic to pay a politician off in Alabama so that the EP to, to convince his, uh, it was a black politician in a black part of Alabama, um, which was next to a like red zone where it was toxic and the EPA wanted to test the soil in that part of Alabama and they paid off the politician to run camp, a black politician in the black area because they were like, oh, you have the voice of the people. Right. People will listen to you. People listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, they paid him to go and convince people not to allow the EPA to test their soil. Wow. Um, and he was caught and tried. Uh, and convicted and they used the same and, and the politician he, was convicted politician for taking a bribe no responsibility on the person who offered the bribe no, they <laughs> funny the the president of drummond hired a guy named dave to um to basically pay a law firm like to give payments to a law firm yeah. Um, that that gives to a nonprofit that was set up for this politician. That guy went down. That guy got fired. And when he went to go get his stuff, all of the evidence of him ever having a connection with the president of Drummond, gone. Mm-hmm. From, his, from his personal locked office. So, um, hmm. yeah. And hmm. that guy is like, he definitely knew like he, he's like, I didn't, I, on it, I was just giving money to the lawyer, you know, um, whether, I mean, he probably fucking knew, but mm-hmm. somebody gave him that job. Right. right. The president of that company gave him that job to give money. And then they, and they used, he, and they all went down except the comp- the corporate di- the corporation didn't and the yes. same thing happened in Colombia. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, right. where it's like they they have figured out ways to stay like one degree separated from right. any direct crime so that mm-hmm. they can't be tried. Right. Um. Right. Yeah, that's, 
but then it goes back to again like that's fucked up but if that wasn't there let's say there was a level of transparency let's say that it was just a fucking regular business just a <laughs> okay <laughs> um like there's some pretty massive problems in the fossil fuel industry there's massive problems in every industry but let's just say that baseline okay transparent we solve these problems fossil fuels as an energy source is still a problem like the whole industry is problematic right, right. every aspect of it yeah there's really not any non-problematic aspects of of it right what's the redeeming quality here that's given us the lifestyle that we've now grown accustomed to and don't want to leave right but green energy could do the same thing but that's all yeah. that's being like i mean there's just <laughs> yeah i mean not enough people advocating for that like or there there's just i mean it's the same i mean i can tell you about it because you can you see that door handle right there i don't know if you can see it in the thing but mm -hmm. but um the power supply of my house is right here. And that is something that we talk about all the time because Tom is a green energy, solar energy human. And we are actively working towards getting off gas at our house. Right. Here's the deal is that it is, it has to be a personal choice. So right there, fuck. Because how are you going to get all these people, so many people to like divest mm -hmm. as a personal choice. So there's that. It's also very expensive because we have to not only like convert uh, like water and heat to, but we also, but in order to convert water and heat um, from gas to electricity, uh, we have to like increase the uh, the our pull from the electric grid, which is very expensive. Hmm. Like our house can't handle any any house basically that has a gas and electric connection can't yeah. just handle switching to 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 fully electric. You yeah. you have to you like don't get enough electricity to be able to power all of that stuff. No. You can't, yeah. we wouldn't be able to run the water heater mm -hmm. at the same time as like you know, our house heating as this and, and our induction cooker. And like, we need to, to get off gas, we have to increase our house's availability of pulling electricity from the grid, which takes uh, a significant amount of money to change. Then it's like, okay, we can do that, but it the the opportunity to make to take a another step towards green energy of like getting a heat pump is several thousand euros of investment. Solar panels, that's another several thousand euros of mm -hmm. investment. Buying your energy source from green energy. Like we, we pay 
more because our electricity that we have now comes from the windmills and solar farms that are in okay. the Netherlands, but it's more expensive. The entire yeah. system of, of migrating to being without gas mm -hmm. is thousands and thousands of euros it's, that don't yeah. pay back. It's more expensive because fossil fuels are subsidized. Basically. Everywhere. Right. It's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's like, that's how they incentivize people to continue these using them. Right. And it's an infrastructure change. Not only are they subsidized, right. but there's the, the, the world, yeah. the Western world is built with the infrastructure for fossil fuels. Yeah. Even just dropping like a heat pump that can service my house and probably this neighbor's house would, that would be what it would do would be like 10 or 15,000 euros mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the installation. What? We don't have the money to, to build infrastructures like that. And like, fuck all if people the around the world do. do. Yeah. I don't know if cities do. This is like a heat pump doesn't service a whole space. It services like a house or two houses. You know, they can subsidize it, but it's still going to be for cities millions, if not billions of dollars to change that infrastructure. Right. But it's the same as like installing gas lines or like totally. installing like or, or working on, you know, fixing underground pipes that break Yep. or leak like. Yeah, it might have up more upfront costs, but over time, is there as, as much like maintenance costs? I don't, you know, that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's stuff we don't know. We can't right. know. Yeah. So you know, we're. <laughs> it's the same issue with recycling, right? Is that like we and like building bioplastic? It's like there is no infrastructure yeah. or making these changes better it's coming it's coming really slowly and in the meantime fossil fuels have to still be what we use to take our showers and make sure our houses stay warm mm -hmm. you know unless you unless you're like homeowners and business owner and like uh, uh like building owners are down to actively make those changes right it's not going to happen until yeah it's necessary but what's like, um, like in my experience in, in California, if you want to put solar panels on your house, you, you can, right. But yeah, you have to pay for them obviously separately, but you still have to like, they still have to connect to the overall power grid, which is, yeah, which exactly. is still connected to everything else everything right yeah and so you still have to pay you still have to pay for your electricity yeah but even though you're the one creating it so it's like yeah, they, yeah it's it's even though yeah it's like okay like it's like they've taken that also away from like now I, like it's it's not just you being able to 
create the the energy for your own house. It's like, no, you have, you're, yeah, you're generating some of it. And then you basically got to like sell it to the power company and then they sell it back to you. <laughs> yeah. Or is it like here, you have to connect it to the grid. It would be honestly silly to not because otherwise your whole house runs on batteries and then you'd have fucking stacks and stacks of batteries yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah. That's also not really a sustainable option. It's probably yeah. not healthy to hang out around like buzzing lithium ion shit. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. Yeah, that part totally, yeah. But like, is it like you pay for what you don't create? Because in some like here- Not directly, no. It's not, it's not as simple as that. It's like needlessly complicated. And I don't fully understand it. I'm, I haven't personally dealt with it. It was something that my, my parents have invested in their house, but- they yeah it definitely was not like cut or and dry like it 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 was it didn't really make sense yeah you have to like because for a while you're not generating enough so yeah it's it's weird I I don't know but they make it really complicated for they have to have a way to like monitor how much power you're creating yeah so they monitor the power that you're creating and then you it, it ends up a wash eventually, kind of. Like, you still have to just pay for what you use that you're not creating. I but, guess, yeah, eventually, but, like, you, yeah. So I, I don't even know if it, like, saves you money on your overall energy bills. I have no idea. Yeah. I think that it does eventually. But, yeah, it depends on what you're running on electricity because, mm-hmm. like, this is just such a topic that we've been talking about a lot because it's something we're actively investing in right now. Right. Trying to is getting our house off fossil fuels, but it's so hard. Like Tom just redid the the closet so that he could set it up so that we could eventually get off the fossil fuel. And there is like one like line And I was looking at the box and I was like, I feel guilty for the the amount of power that we need to live our lives. Like I have guilt around that. I don't. Yeah. And I, and he was like, okay, but look at it a different way is that we're actively setting this up so that we don't have to use gas anymore. And this one thick thing that the one thick line that is powered by gas can handle three times the amount of power that this electricity box can handle right now Mm -hmm. because fossil fuels are also, and gas is also like a more powerful energy source than the electricity grid that we have right now. It goes, which I think again goes back to like this infrastructure that we've just like created stupidly being like this natural resource that we know will eventually like run out. Let's just build everything. Let's just build everything around it. That's fine. We'll handle that problem later. It was very short-sighted of society. Yeah. 60 what? I don't even know. 80 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it seems like there were there were some people that were like pretty actively being like I don't think that's a good idea 
Right. But like, I mean, no one's going to listen to them if it's like you could have, you know, you no longer have to make all your meals on your fireplace that gets really hot. Like it's like, yeah, all of these like indoor plumbing conveniences, no one's going to say no to that. No one's going to say no to that. Right. And how can we now ever convince people to like not live in that way? And I, and, and I suppose green, green energy won't massively affect like you know we're not gonna all of a sudden lose indoor plumbing that's not gonna that's not gonna go away right right but we have to make such massive changes Mm -hmm. in order to get away from fossil fuels like right there are people in the twitter space or just on the internet or just around that are like we shouldn't use fossil fuels at all just stop right now it's fine and it's like you you look around you. You can't, right? It's like that's how everything is. The only way the things are built is by machinery powered by fossil fuels. Right. You know, how 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 else can you power a giant tractor? Right. Steam. We don't do that anymore. Isn't that like, coal? Yes. Yeah. Or there's a there's a worse. there's a water way to do it too. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Like there's. <laughs> We're having to learn. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. Steam. Like that does sound good. That sounds in theory like it would be good, but you had to burn something to get that water yeah, something hot. Something has to be burned to make yeah. that. Somehow water has to. Induction works really well. Um, I'm just thinking you know, about electricity. Induction cooker. It is electricity based, but it's magnet based. I don't understand. So, all that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like. There's a magnetic field. Yeah. There's a what there's like a wire. It's hard to explain. You can hear it when it's happening. But there's like a circle. Yeah. And it switches the polarity. Yeah. The 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 way that it's powered is that it switches the polarity of the magnet that is and the wire that is inside of the um the stove. Yeah. And you it's cool. When it's on lower, you can like hear it switch. Um, but as that switches, the um, off get the waste from that change is heat. Oh, and uh, specifically heat in like it, it will heat a pan that is magnet that can be magnetized because. Yeah. Because the the water, if you put water in it or whatever you're putting in it, um, the the magnet. I don't know. This is the part I don't understand. It's mm-hmm. like I get how it works, like physically. Like it just switches mm-hmm. the polarity. It just switches polarity. It's just fine. switches polarity and then produces heat. Equals heat. Produces- yeah, because there's <laughs> because there's like uh the it's like basically it's like friction. Like yeah. Okay. Let's just say energy like friction. Energy friction. Okay. <laughs> really glad that Tom's not here right now. <laughs> He's not here. He would be like, um, no. <laughs> for, the next two, um, for the next two months, he's not allowed in the space when we're talking, when we're podcasting. Unless invited. Yeah. Unless invited. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. 
essentially that's what happens is energy friction and it's that heat. produces heat which that then produces- can conduct through other metals it's actually way fucking faster to to heat to boil water mm-hmm. than any other stove because the heat isn't lost from like out the sides mm-hmm. it's specifically changing the polarity within the pan so the pan gets hot and like the the cooktop itself doesn't get hot like it's the only thing that gets hot is the mat because the cooktop is glass so it doesn't have a magnet oh snap okay okay so the okay so what's interacting is something that's magnetic in the cooktop and the magnetic pot that is on top that's why it doesn't work with every metal yes yeah so okay i see i see so it's not two magnets happening in in the cooktop one of them is the pot is the pot yes i see Mm -hmm. interestingly yeah that's also how um like the new Lightyear car, the the motors work eventually. Or like, you know, those hoverboard things that were really popular. I don't know if they're still popular in California. Yeah. People are pretty much over them. But they're like, yeah. uh, they just have wheels and you just, they're kind of like segues without yeah. the fucking, like, that's how their wheels work is their, the way that they change is they change the, the magnet's polarity and they will, then they'll go. Whoa. Yeah. Something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it really seems like we just need to, we need some really innovative human effort to come up with other ways of, yeah, of producing concentrated energy like that. Yeah, but don't you think that like that exists that we are once again kind of butted up against money and infrastructure? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that, well, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like governments, it's, it's, it's in humanity's best interest to come up with alternative solutions to a thing that we can foresee as a problem in the not too distant future. Mm-hmm. So like, in my mind, that's the purpose of government <laughs> is to right. like, foresee these things that's what they do that's and what they're supposed to do fund solutions that can ensure that humanity uh remains <laughs> is that crazy um i don't know yeah that was it like depends because power didn't come into play there it's a really right. altruistic yeah, way not, of viewing government. True. That is true. Right. That like, right. It's always been a private industry thing, but now we're reaching the point where it's like, right. Who's going to fund this? Yeah. Cause it's clearly the fossil fuel industry. I mean, I don't know, maybe some are doing a little bit of research into alternatives. I think that like car companies definitely are. Um, yeah, and governments are. And with the Paris Agreement, like yeah. people are governments are that's that's kind of the whole thing is like how are we gonna stop fossil fuels? Yeah. 
like, how are we going to transition? People that are anti Paris agreement, you know, I mean, there's a lot of arguments against it and we won't go there, but like they, a lot of people think it doesn't move fast enough or it doesn't, um, they're mad because countries are, are supposed to set their own restrictions, Mm -hmm. but there's no other way to do it when it is an industry that when the issue is this private industry that has its fingers in every pie that like doesn't doesn't (laughs) give a flying fuck about individual humans or human life or human rights or animal rights or planet or the planet or the fucking anything or the environment or like anything what it cares about is pulling black tar from the ground and burning it into the air that's really what right we're talking about and i mean i think those critiques of the paris agreement are are just sort of like you know because what's the alternative the alternative is this oh this overarching international organization that is now forcing governments to oh another power structure like let's just they're basically the the alternative that you're saying is just there's another fucking power structure right and and it's this like global like overreaching it's like can you imagine the pushback on something like that like that is not how i think i would have pushback even as an environmentalist like even as an activist i'd be like i'm not too much power in one group yeah yeah exactly i'm not cool with like adding another source of like let's be honest white people and fucking power over the rest of the world like we already have that we don't we do right and it's right yeah right so maybe it's really no different but it's just the language is just sort of like you know you've got to figure it out not if you don't figure it out we're gonna hold you to something it's like well they not a threat it's like a they're still like you agreed to this and we're gonna hold you accountable but we are gonna let you say like what needs to change in your own country yeah okay right right we're not gonna give you a set of regulations to live by because yeah i mean because it can't be universal because the way that people in every country you know their relationship with fossil fuels is different everywhere right um Right, like a country like Colombia or um, Burma, Myanmar, I think is the preferred term for that. Like they, these are countries that are deforested, ravished, and like environmentally trashed by the fossil fuel industry that want to change that. You know, they have to, and those regulations are different than the regulations from the United States where the, where deforestation isn't a huge problem in the United States anymore, but like the rampant use and overuse of those fossil fuels is an issue. So these are two, these are two completely different experiences with this industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The U.S. has a lot of reconciling with how we, yeah, just the rampant overuse, I suppose, how we consume versus, mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely still environmental aspects within the U.S. Oh my God, yes. That are, um, absolutely. 
in terms of like yeah the power plants and and, uh, yeah, yeah chevron plants it's yeah um but that isn't that that isn't the biggest issue in the U.S. because those companies have you know largely put their population. places everywhere else their their right refineries and right things. yeah it's crazy to think like it's just listening to people talk about your you work for a company that is abusive. There are no other options because they've taken over your entire town or your town was built around this company. They built the town. Yep. Um, they're abusive. They don't pay you. And like what they're, what you're digging out of the, what you're doing is, is toxic to you, to the planet, to your family and there's nothing you can do because like you can't just leave people like people can't just leave and people in situations that are abusive can't just leave Mm -hmm. and so you hear that all the time it's like if you don't like it just leave or quit your job it's like how like check your fucking privilege not everybody (laughs) can do that it's insane to say that yeah especially in countries like that are like Colombia that is, have been experiencing a civil war for fucking 60 years. You can't there, you can't just up and go. No, no. Even if you are somehow financially able to the, then it's like, where can you go? Yeah. Right. You're going to come to the U S like, oh, you're not, like, you know, there's a wall. <laughs> Right. Uh, right. How can we, ha- how can one person simultaneously hold both viewpoints of like, you should just create a better life for yourself. Why are you putting up with that? But also if you come here, you're illegal. Right. You are elite. Like, and then you have a status of being illegal. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck? I mean, I, I am extremely privileged as a, as a white woman in this society, but I also operate as an immigrant here and I don't have this, the easiest experience, like as just because I am an immigrant, but I could not imagine if I was Brown, even in the Netherlands where things are like pretty simple. Like I, I spent, um, I spent like a couple of hours more than once, just like talking to other expats and specifically like brown expats, even here, like, and the experience that they've had is so much different than the experience that I have as a white blonde woman with, with blue eyes. I look like a Dutch person. So my experience is extremely different from theirs, even though we are in the same place. And even though we're in the exact same legal position, same legal position, but you don't, yeah, you don't have those other factors that are, that contribute to that other ism where you don't look like I'm not Brown out of place. Yeah. Yeah. I've even had experiences where I've been standing next to a Brown person and somebody has started who is Dutch and somebody Mm. talks, starts just talking to me 
or just like assuming that like mm-hmm. I am Dutch and they are not. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like that that moving here has been really eye-opening to subtle racism mm-hmm. and like subtle treatment of other and yep. people. And it's yeah. So eye-opening. And I couldn't I just couldn't imagine trying to be a brown immigrant like in the United States. Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty terrible that you know, yeah, that they come here probably even knowing that it's, you know, that they're going to have to go through this insane, really dehumanizing, awful process of like, you know, of of trying to, trying to get in or come through the border. And yet we don't know what their situation is in their home country. So like there's, you know, that's still, it's still something that like that, just that choice is, is, has to be so, 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 so difficult. Devastating. Um, Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's so. Yeah. And demoralizing. It's just, it's fucking terrible. And this is about the energy, the fossil fuel industry, not about racism, but they're so tied, you know, yeah, because it's all power. Yeah, which is all power. How? Yeah, that's how yeah. humans have structured things. Yeah, and how do we change it? How do we? Again, it it seems to always come back to like infrastructure and like changes at such a high level. Like, what can we do as individuals to do a better job? And just try to do a better job at understanding and being empathetic every day. Yeah. I hope that we'll have more answers to that question. I think that's a really, that's pretty much the crux of it. What as, what as individuals can we do mm-hmm. to make an impact on the system that seems so immense and immovable um, mm-hmm. yet within our lifetime, will have to undergo some massive change. Yeah. And that's either going to be handled well or it will be really bad. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I kind of unfortunately have a feeling it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. regardless people people move so like humanity moves slowly so like yeah. we don't have enough time to shift how no. we live smoothly to a place right. that is more sustainable it's yeah right. it's gonna be Start abrupt now, can, yeah basically yeah i think my my question is not just what can we do to be better but like what can we do to keep others safe because what it comes down to and what it keeps like this is an environmental podcast we talk about environmental issues and but it's 
a sustainability podcast and like human rights are part of sustainability in our definition of sustainability. Yeah. And this issue is tied so heavily to both of those things, environmental and human rights. I think that there are, are a lot of people and a lot of voices out there shouting about climate change and and the energy crisis and what we're actually and what we're experiencing, but there's a lot less voices out there shouting for safety of the people that are working in the energy industry, in the fossil mm-hmm. fuel industry, and the safety of people that are in countries that don't have safety laws or have governments that don't care or or like rules and agreements with US corporations that they are essentially like sovereign units within their within their countries like mm-hmm. that's real and those and those agreements where the US just basically gets to be a US corporation gets to be like a country inside of a country and have no rules are serious fucking problems. Yeah. And yeah. They're they're unsafe, they are unregulated and they they're where serious human rights violations happen. And I don't think that there are enough voices talking about how to keep those people safe. I think that's a really good point. I agree with you, right? Cuz yeah, if we divest from fossil fuels and all of a sudden they pull out completely of a of a particular country, that community of people that have been lit like sustaining their lives and off of the small amount of money that they're paid with right. because they have this job because the fossil fuel industry created their city in general right. they are they just gonna be abandoned right do they it's not i unfortunately like they will not be trained for how to do wind engineering the fossil fuel right. industry is not going in and saying, all right, well, the world needs to move up, up, away from fossil fuels. So we're just going to send you all to training for how to do windmills safely. No, that's not happening. Um, so what is happening? What will happen when they pull out? Like, right. I mean, I'm from Flint, Michigan where when GM, which is built around GM, when GM pulled out, like, guess what half of Flint is now? It's burnt out out crack houses. Like, it's, do I think that that is what will happen? I do. Yes. Yes. And Flint was left to shit and it was left to rot by a political system in a first world country um that like doesn't care about them there's Mm -hmm. there's still lead in the water there there's still be there like all the way up until now the political system is fucked up there there's Mm -hmm. nobody there in america taking care of these people right taking care of anybody yeah yeah Uh, and we think yeah no it's (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like that sort of stuff has to be built in. Like there has to be a really broad sweeping like right. way to, I don't know, like continue to support these communities that have been established 
around these systems for hundreds of years. Right. If it's going to change, yeah, we can't just like disappear on them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy that like, like they have the money to do this. They have the money to pay those people, a, you know, yeah. a, 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 some sort of a, I don't know, severance. I don't know the right term, but yeah, but no one's going to hold them accountable to do no. that. No, because whose job is it to hold them account? Is it the U.S. government because they're mm-hmm. U.S. citizens? Is it the U.S. corporations? Is it the is it the state or the country's government? Right. You don't know. It's a gray area, right? Gray area. There's there's a I lot mean, that's going to be person business, and we have gray area around who governs what in our business because it's a Dutch company that we operate in the United States. Mm-hmm. And we're both American citizens and who, what, what do taxes look like? Mm-hmm. So that's confusing for us. And there's two of us. Yeah. Like um, a giant multinational. There's a lot of rules that like you don't fall under or you do fall under or whatever, you know, who's responsible for that. I don't no, but I, I yeah, really am. I know that people are dedicated to creating these alternative solutions, and I'm really interested in learning what their thoughts are on that stuff. Like how, yeah, yeah how how can we actually safely? transition yeah yeah at, like how is it actually possible at, that is not at the extent once again of these poor communities of color that have been continuously just left with the shit end of the stick right. every fucking time right what yeah what can we do yeah i think yeah man it's a big one this is a big this is quite possibly the biggest one (laughs) i'm hoping that like this time we're starting feeling like shit and we don't end that way i'm glad that we're breaking this into two months so that we can Mm -hmm. just talk about this part of this industry because it's so important yeah and then talk about maybe it kind of feels to me like we're going to spend a month identifying the real problems mm-hmm. and then another month trying to like figure out the solutions to those problems. Or I think like- so. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that's what's also going to play out because it, the, just the, the scope of the, the, the problems with this, within this industry is, is, um, is just massive and yeah. And yeah. And I want to investigate all of that. And, yeah. and I think that we have to in order to make a an accurate kind of assessment of what we should do to move forward. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I want to hear voices. I, I think really quickly, we with environmental in general, like it started out as like an investigative podcast. This is an investigative podcast. We didn't really know what it, what we meant 
I think I didn't certainly didn't know what we were like really getting into when we decided we were going to have an investigative podcast into these things. Um, because essentially it feels like, oh, it just, it feels like we're learning so much and sharing so much. Um, but I definitely, I definitely wasn't expecting what expecting this. Hmm. I don't know what I was expecting though. Like, I guess I didn't really think about it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of felt like we were like, oh, let's just talk about it. Let's talk to some people. It'll be cool. Right. <laughs> nope. There's, I mean, there's, there was a couple different ways we could go with it, right? Where we could have continued talking about smaller issues, smaller singular issues, like this month, let's talk about how we create like, particular like tensile fabric like a sustainable fabric option you know like we could very well you know do those super highly specific kind of smaller things but we when really investigating the issues it just continuously came down to like oh the problem is how it's how capitalism works (laughs) or the problem is white supremacy or the problem is like consumer hyper consumerism driven yes. by but yeah um those are the top three problems that the world is facing right, right. now so because it's really easy to say here's a here's a sustainable solution we have that go look at the living brand directory like yeah. here's a sustainable solution for this household product and this thing and we can talk about this type of of brand like growth um but we're problem solvers by nature and we're both very much like dedicated to find rooting out problems yeah, yeah. finding like root causes of problems right. not right just because just problems. layering on sustainable fabric does nothing right like or, like yeah right um like it adds more if you're not changing it from below you're basically just putting like a green layer on top exactly yeah you can't actually like fight for sustainability with by just like buying different sustainable products from what you were or you know like it's not just a one-in-one that's not the that's not the solution it's a great lifestyle it's a great change that we do need to make so we're definitely not anti that changing and choosing sustainable products. Yeah, right. But it, yeah, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. Yeah. No. Right. So that's, yeah. I mean, and yeah, because we like to identify root problems, that's why we've really been focusing on these bigger, bigger issues. And I, I, I think that eventually we'll be able to kind of speak on on those smaller, more individual yeah, I think so too. I'd like to get to a place where we're like, okay, we've identified solutions to these larger things. And now we can start talking about like why tensile fabric is the answer yeah. actually, instead of just being like, oh yeah, so it solves this problem. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, we, what, what does it contribute to all the way down the line? We, if we're talking about traceability, which we talk about all the time, if we're talking about transparency and helping businesses be more transparent and know where all of their sourcing comes from. That includes the energy to create their products. Sure does. 
Mm-hmm. Sure does. It has to. So, yeah. Yep. Whoo! So, well, stay tuned, everybody, for the next couple episodes of this one, because yeah, we'll definitely be. Woof. We'll be learning some things. Um, yeah. So we would love it. Yeah. If you if you would subscribe to our channel and stay updated on what we're learning. Um, give us a comment if you have any questions, if you want to learn anything specifically about the fossil fuel industry. Yes. We'd love to know it. Drop sources mm. for stuff that we could learn about. Like, yeah if you've learned something cool yeah yeah we talk about you know we're reading a book um for the next week called the the moral argument for fossil fuels somebody mm-hmm. that's pro fossil fuel we're gonna read a book about it um i'm very oh, interested in that it'll be really really interesting yeah pro fossil fuels <coughs> specifically about like economics yes which I'm also interested in. I think he does a good job of separating the energy from the industry, which I have a very difficult time doing. I think I think it'll be an interesting perspective because I think that we will have a lot of, like, we will have a lot of opinions on the assumptions that he's making because, yeah, to some extent cool, right. You can say that, yeah, fossil fuels aren't inherently bad, but that doesn't actually do anything because we're living in a reality where they are, where they are not, they are not not. (laughs) in control. (laughs) We as humans are, and that's the layer that we have control over. So actually arguing that, you know, yeah, cool gas is. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that I will feel the same way about fossil fuels after this that I feel about plastic. Like, Mm -hmm. it's something that we shouldn't use, um, but something that, well, it's different with plastic. Plastic isn't going anywhere. It's not breaking down. So we should reuse it and we should like, but I don't, I don't feel completely anti-plastic anymore after our talk about recycling and end markets and finding ways to reuse things and like you know but isn't plastic petroleum based yeah um but that's why i'm more interested in in recycled plastic yeah Um, i'm more pro recycled plastic than i am like wood if that makes sense. Like, yeah, virgin wood. Yeah. Like absolutely. virgin wood. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which is, a, which is a change that I made, in my thinking, that I made after the recycling month. Mm-hmm. That so I'm kind of yeah. hoping that something similar comes out. Like, maybe we can be, like, pro-fossil fuels during the transition to, like, a, something else, an infrastructure change or something like that. Like, I'm just hoping for something positive to come (laughs) i think that we'll find some leaders that are doing some really cool innovative work and i think um yeah i definitely think that that there are 
people out there dedicated to making a positive change in this <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> that is Ob's puppy who doesn't like guests or anyone driving around. He doesn't like the neighbor dog. Mm-hmm. Well, but on that note, I think that that is a wrap of our intro episode of the Fossil Fuel series. Yes. Nope. Yes, please subscribe to this channel and we'll see you next time, huh? See you next week. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.